The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G., Jenny Frumer, John Janetta, and Linda Schub. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, Leadership Matters. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for tuning in to Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. I'm John Janetta, and I bring you greetings from Heartland Family Service in Omaha, Nebraska, and Council Bluffs, Iowa. And I'll be your host for the hour. Today, we're going to talk about do mentoring programs make a difference? And to help us answer that question, we have as our very special guest, Suzanne Hintz, who is the Executive Director of Teammates in Lincoln, Nebraska. We invite each of you in our listening audience to join in on our conversation by calling 1-866-472-5790. You can also email us by clicking on the email host button on our show's landing page right under the bookmark show link. Well, thanks so much for joining our show today, Suzanne. We did post a brief bio about you on our landing page, but I always think it's helpful for our listeners to know a little bit more about our guests before we start to dive into the topic at hand. So, you know, what could you uh, share about yourself that uh, our listeners would find interesting? Well, sure. Well, first of all, thank you, John, for for having me today and to be able to to talk about mentoring and how it makes a difference with uh, youth and adults. Uh, a little bit about me. I'm uh, from uh, I'm from Lincoln, Nebraska, originally, born and raised, and then I uh, just moved to Omaha in about 2006. And I'm a teacher by trade, uh, but uh, taught for about six or seven years in the classroom. And then um, once I saw the opportunity to join teammates, uh, made the move over to teammates, and have been doing that ever since. And very much appreciate what I do, and, and love to help kids. Great. You know, um, this show is all about leadership. So one of the things I always like to do at the very beginning, again, just to help the listeners sort of know who the, who who we're talking to, um, mm-hmm. is to ask you this question: um, Who would you um, see as a, a a best example of a high impact leader? Well, you know, I actually follow um, some of the teachings of a gentleman out of Chicago by the name of Bill Hybels. He's a pastor at a church called Willow Creek Community Church, and they host a global leadership summit every year in which, um, you know, tens of thousands of people participate in. And um, I just feel like he really has a, a great grasp on leadership and what makes great leaders, and um, the teachings are also um, biblical, um, which I appreciate from my faith perspective, but apply very much in the secular world. Um, so he's been someone that um, i followed for several years and have participated in the conference, and um, he's someone that people may or may not have heard of, but I feel like it's doing great work in the field of leadership overall. I haven't heard of him, so I'll have to um, yeah. check into that. Yeah, um, yeah. Now, so you were a classroom teacher and then decided mm-hmm. that you wanted to 
lead a mentoring agency? Was there something specific mm-hmm. that sort of said, you know, this is where I'm sort of called to, to, to work? Had you experienced situations as a teacher where you saw that uh, mentoring was lacking or needing, or, or, or what kind of led you in that direction? What really drew me were a number of things. But first of all, my experience in the classroom, you know, you're one teacher and you have anywhere from 25 to 30 or sometimes more students in the classroom. And I often found myself, you know, when the classroom bell rang saying, oh, I just wish I had a little bit more time to talk one-on-one with that student or encourage that student a little bit more because I could see um, you know, that something either had they really caught on to you or excited that were really constrained by the, the time limits of the bell and then the number of students in the classroom. And I really enjoyed the, the personal one-to-one interaction with kids and finding out what made them tick and what they really loved to do and what their passion was. And um, my parents are Tom and Nancy Osborne, and so when they started Teammates, I was actually in college studying to be a teacher and was very interested in what they were doing. And as the program grew, um, continued to pay attention but had moved out of state. And when I came back to Nebraska, um, a position just happened to open, and I thought, you know what, this is something that I've watched from afar for a long time, and it's an opportunity for me to be able to be involved. And um, and then it became the executive director and I can tell you it's a unique position to be in to carry the vision forward of your parents, and it's a great. I was going to say that must be really. <laughs> that must just be amazing to be able to do that. Yes, it's very fulfilling and um, really exciting to see kind of where it came from and and where it is today. So, all of the things that I've learned as a teacher and throughout really all of my life kind of built together to um, equip me for this position and. I've really enjoyed it. Um, I'm glad I made the, the switch. So, so um, getting into our topic at hand about mentoring, mm-hmm. there's lots of different ways that mentoring can occur, um, especially from a program perspective when you're talking mm-hmm. about youth. Um, how, how is teammates structured that makes it maybe unique from mm-hmm. other mentoring programs? Yeah, and you're right. There are a lot of different mentoring models, and I think sometimes mentoring is thrown out pretty loosely in terms of how it's defined. Um, But Teammates is specifically a school-based mentoring program, and we mentor students one-to-one. So all of our mentoring takes place on school grounds during the school day, and it's one mentor to one student. And one thing that really stands out about our program that I'm very proud of is we really try and identify the strengths and talents of young people. Kind of the human nature is always to to say, well, what's wrong? What do we need to fix? And um, most successful people will tell you they focus on their strengths. And so we try and do the same with our students. And So we focus on their strengths and talents and try and really help them think about, you know, how do I leverage my talents um, in my school day or how do I leverage my talents um, for a future career? And then what will that mean someday in terms of my contribution back to the community? And so I think that positive strength-based focus um, is a real um, unique thing about what uh, teammates does as an overall organization. So all of the mentoring actually takes place in the school building. They, they don't do things yeah. outside of school, the mentors and mentees. 
Yep. There may be some outside of school activities in, in, in a group setting. So a school may take all of their matches and go to a basketball game, but they do that on a bus and, you know, it's an arranged activity. Um, but sure. the, the, day, the weekly meetings, and it's one hour a week, every week throughout the, the course of the school year, um, you're in school and you find pockets of time, whether it's a study hall or a lunch time, or sometimes there's some class periods that are not core classes that have more flexibility. And so we work out what works for the mentor schedule, what works for the student schedule, and then that's, that's when they meet. And it's not just a, a one-year relationship. Once you're matched with that student, our goal is that you follow them all the way through high school um, graduation, and now we even have opportunity to continue beyond that as well. And, and what grade do the matches start? Um, they start as young as third grade, and oh, wow. you can be matched, yeah, anywhere along that continuum. So if you are kind of crazy like me and love junior high kids <laughs> for their creativity <laughs> and energy, you can certainly request, you know, someone in junior high or high school. So really, whatever age you're comfortable with as a mentor, we encourage you to let us know that because we have kids everywhere um, wanting mentors, and that's really an important thing for people to understand that there are way more kids wanting mentors than actually have mentors. Um, we actually, there's a study done um, here in Omaha where they went out and just surveyed a bunch of students and said, okay, if you could have a positive mentor in your life, if, you know, how many of you would like one? And 87% of the kids raised their hands and said, yeah, I would, I would want that in my life. Um, well, over a very small percentage, only a small percentage of those kids were actually getting mentors. And so there's a huge gap in the need for mentors. Um, so when your program started, your parents started mm -hmm. it, they had 25 mm -hmm. youth in the program. Now mm -hmm. you have 112 chapters in three states, and I'm not even sure how many youth that equates to, but that's a pretty significant growth. How did that happen? Well, we're not sure. <laughs> we're trying to figure that out now. Um, well, with a lot of um, blood, sweat, and tears, I would say that. Um, starting small, like most nonprofits do, is a very grassroots um, start to our program. But we were lucky, and mentoring programs are lucky, in that there is a national organization called the National Mentoring Partnership. And so when we first started, we were able to rely on their expertise. And there's actually national standards listed out for mentoring programs. So it's not like you're just out there in the dark trying to figure out what to do, although we were a little bit doing that too to get started. But um, So there's a structure and a process that's kind of laid out for programs to follow. And so we certainly utilize the expertise of the National Mentoring Partnership. But what we did with that original group was we just piloted the original group from the Lincoln Public School, started with the 7th and 8th grade boys, and followed them until they graduated high school just to see, you know, does this really have impact? Does this really work? And we saw such success with that group. Um, 21 and uh, out of the actual 22 were the original um, kids graduated on time from high school, and then 18 of those went on to post-secondary education. So once we kind of saw that impact and, you know, just a small amount of time every week that could really encourage kids, 
um, we began looking to community members and expanding the program just within Lincoln and did that over the next few years. Um, and then once we had more and more in Lincoln, other communities started saying, how can we have this for our school district and our community? And so um, in about 2000, there was uh, we received a large grant to expand teammates across the state of Nebraska. And so that grant money helped launch um, our first group of about 10 chapters at that time. And then every year since then, we've just continued to, to add chapters. And I think the importance is that we have a good model and a good structure and a central office that's able to support our chapters so that we have high-quality mentoring uh, as we grow along the way. And currently, we are actually serving about 6,500 kids right now. With, oh, my uh, goodness. Caring, yeah, caring adult mentoring. Congratulations. So that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you find that um, the history of teammates with your parents being sort of the driving force mm -hmm. to getting it started, and especially with your dad being so well-known as a coach, a winning coach mm -hmm. and a politician, th does that help in other states as you go to organize um, chapters? Because I know he's obviously very well-known and appreciated in Nebraska. Yeah, well, in Nebraska, it was certainly a great door opener because we, we usually, when we start a chapter, we start with the superintendent of schools. So just to get uh -huh. that initial meeting with the superintendent and to have um, someone that's a known quantity, any mentoring that program that starts, it's really critical to have a champion. And so sure. to have him as a champion was a, a good one for Nebraska now. He was voted the most hated man in Iowa by ESPN. There was an ESPN poll. Oh, my God. And so when we decided to expand into Iowa, we really had to think about that because that was going to be. Suzanne, let's continue this discussion when we get back from a break, okay? Because okay. I think uh, this will be a really interesting story to hear. So we'll take a quick All break. Right. And when we return, Suzanne will continue to talk about uh, how her uh, father's name and reputation has helped uh, their program expand. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. G. Her email address is drg at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. We spend 70% of our week in the office. What is the difference between enjoying your job and enduring it? The number one motivator is a positive work environment. And that's where Real Recognition Radio comes in. Join your hosts, Roy Saunderson and S. Max Brown, as they take a look at the positive factors of the workplace, such as employee rewards, recognition, incentives, and much more. Tune into Real Recognition Radio 
Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G., Jenny Frumer, John Janetta, and Linda Schub. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to drg at innovations.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. Welcome back to Leadership Matters. I'm your host, John Janetta, and with me today is Suzanne Hintz, Executive Director of Teammates. And before we went to a break, Suzanne, you were telling us, uh, I think, a pretty good story about um, how your father has helped, or maybe not, uh, your expansion of teammates into other states and had mentioned that in Iowa he was once voted the most hated man. <laughs> yeah, and that was, we think, because of the number of victories on the football field. So. Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> So our strategy over there was to make it much less about uh, the football and the history there and just more about the quality of mentoring services we provide. And we've been able to to get a foothold over in Iowa and have 12 chapters over there right now, mostly just right on the the, the Nebraska border. Um, but we do have one over in Waterloo, which is more in the middle of the state. And so um, we're starting to to make progress over there, and that's really encouraging because it's really more about the merits of just the mentoring we do overall. And then the other the other state that you've expanded to is California, correct? Yeah, and that was kind of an interesting expansion. We had a gentleman that had retired um, from Nebraska and moved out to California and um, was looking for a project to do in his retirement and um, came across teammates. And so we thought, well, we were strategically with this in our strategic plan kind of looking at, you know, expansion overall and do we want to do a national expansion or does regional make more sense? So we used California as a pilot and um, it's actually in a town just outside of uh, San Diego called uh, Del Mar, California, and uh, we kind of figured if we can incorporate in California, we can do it anywhere, and so we used that as a, a pilot and um, did the, the incorporation laws and the nonprofit laws in California um, are much different than Nebraska, so just working through that process um, and getting the chapter established took about a year. And it helped us learn that probably our wisest move in terms of staff resources, time, and um, just financial ability to expand and reach more kids would be to focus on Iowa as our next expansion. And Iowa's a lot like Nebraska, and it's interesting. We, we rank number two, number three, 
every year, sometimes number three, number four, in volunteerism per capita. Yeah. And um, Behind so, you, Poe, right? Yeah, and that's, I don't think we'll ever beat the Mormon missionaries. <laughs> so, <Yes. laughs> they've got a strong, a strong group of folks there, but um, yeah, Utah is usually number one. And so, um, kind of the same makeup of people in terms of their willingness to give back. And then Iowa has really great school systems, um, really strong, small to mid-sized communities, and we felt like there was a need for mentoring there. So for a lot of reasons, Iowa made sense from a strategic standpoint, and so that's kind of where we headed. So um, how do you know then, you know, as you build these programs across the, the mm-hmm. two states, how do you know that what you're doing is actually making a difference? Yeah, and that was something that um, I was grateful because my for my father's football mind, he was very statistically driven, especially as an offensive guy. Oh, sure, <laughs> um, yeah. He really wanted to know from the outset are what we do what we do does it make a difference and so from the very beginning of teammates um we've measured impact and um you know for small mentoring programs that can sometimes be the last thing that you're able to do because you're so busy just trying to make matches and get the program running that the data comes later um but for us it was really a priority and so we um, embedded uh, measurement tools from the beginning, and um, Gallup is headquartered, and it, it began really in Lincoln and has now moved to Omaha, but we were able to form a partnership with Gallup early on to help us collect data to say, you know, are we making a difference in what we do? And so some of the data points that we've collected over time are the impact on grades, attendance, behavior, once a match is made with a teammate's mentor. And what we found um, over the many years that we've been measuring it is that we see about a, in about 50% of our youth, we see um, an improvement in grades from one semester to the next. Um, we see about an 80% improvement um, in attendance at school, which is really big. Um, That's huge. And, yeah, and about about 70 to 80% kind of in that same range in terms of reduction in any disciplinary referral. Um, so many times that a student may have an issue with a teacher in a classroom. And the really neat thing about that is, you know, that's not the focus of our mentoring. And the focus is really to build that relationship and identify strength But these Impact data is the natural outcome of a caring adult relationship in a school setting. Grade attendance behavior are going to improve because kids know, somebody knows their name, somebody cares about them, and someone's going to be, you know, asking how they're doing every day. Um, We have school systems that are built for such large numbers of kids that really that individual time and caring and attention is sometimes the thing that gets lost. So... It shows just very simply what a caring relationship can do, um, just as natural output. Um, so that's kind of one of the major things we we um, measure in terms of impact, which is really important in the school setting. But we also have worked with Gallup more recently on measuring hope and how hope is impacted by um, mentoring and 
Uh, what's been really interesting is if you've ever worked with gout, they have something called strengths, where it's an actual um, measurement to to help adults and youth identify their natural talents. Um, and um, so we have students use their strengths finder, mentors use their strengths, so they both know what their natural talents are and then are able to use that in the weekly meetings. And we piloted some chapters with the use of strengths. And what we were able to find is really that um, hope, well-being, and engagement increased with those matches that um, utilized strengths. And uh, kids looked more forward to seeing their mentor if they focused on their strengths. And that makes sense because when you're meeting with your mentor and they're talking about the things that, matters most to you, the things that you're naturally gifted and talented at and how you can use those in the future, you're going to want to see that person (laughs) and hear more about that. And And so we've really done some exploration there. Have you noticed, too, do you keep track of the, because you had mentioned earlier that um, you can start mentoring a a youth as early as third grade, and the idea would be that those matches would persist all the way through graduation. Do you know off the top of your head what percentage of your matches do persist all the way through to graduation? And is there a difference in those matches in terms of outcomes versus maybe ones that are just a year or too long? Sure. Um, Our average length of match is uh, about a little over three years, and that includes all the new, brand-new mentors that are coming in, and we grow by about a 1,000 a year. And so we have many matches that, you know, do make that long uh, journey together through high school graduation. So our average is, is three and a half years. The national average is nine months for a mentoring match to last to kind of give you a, a So significantly longer. Yeah, and we're always working at, well, how we make it longer. Our number one extra reason right now is because of moves. So either a student moves or a mentor moves. And, you know, those are things you can't control. Sure. Um, but the nice thing is that teammates have a pretty large scope now. So if you move to another school district within Omaha, likely either your mentor will be able to follow you or will be able to match you with a new mentor. Even kids that move to totally different communities, um, we're able to re-engage them with the teammates chapter and a new mentor in their new community, which is great to see because we really like to keep that commitment to a student once they've come to us. And so um, we also track how many times mentors meet. Um, what we found in analyzing our data is there's 35 weeks in a school year, and mentors that show up 24 or more of those times, you see significantly greater impact on grade attendance behavior. And basically, the, the message that's being sent is, you know, I care enough about you and you're important enough that I'm going to show up. And that's just a natural, you know, self-esteem boost for kids when their mentor is consistent, they're coming every week. And so we really track that and make sure our mentors know the importance of meeting that 24 mark. And if they fall below that, then we try and do some intervention and find out what's going on. Um, The thing about mentoring is it's not a neutral intervention. If you're a mentor and you sign up and you don't show up, that can actually do harm to a student because they're going to internalize that. And so um, we try and do everything we can to avoid, you know, any negative impact on students and only make it be positive. Um, 
You know, it's interesting you mentioned Gallup and their Strengths Finder and the, the mm-hmm. research behind all that. Um, when we were thinking about the themes that we wanted to address through our our weekly shows, um, the the my co-host and I talked about looking at Gallup's research around the seven demands of leadership, since that's the focus of oh. our program. And one yeah. of those demands is um, mentoring and um, to mentor others or to be mentored. That that's a demand that you know the best leaders mentor and they are mentored. And so we thought, okay, well, let's have a, a month where our, our shows focus on that. And so I'm wondering then, based on that, um, do you look at what the impact of teammates is on those mentors who, who are volunteering to do this work? Yeah, and um, what we found and what national research will also show is really um, a couple things. From the, the corporate standpoint, like if you're in a business and you're uh, CEO, your president allows you to mentor or really allows you to do volunteer service. There's some wonderful data out there on how that really enhances the the business environment. You know, even though you've given them that hour during the time off, they'll be much more productive, much more engaged with their company, um, really uh, a much better employee because uh-huh. you've entrusted them with that hour and they've come back with that. Okay, I've given myself, and it's just a boost. And you hear time after time, and again, when you talk to mentors, they'll say, you know, I went into this thinking, oh, I'm going to be the giver in this situation, but I've gained so much from this relationship because you learn so much from kids and and what they're doing in, in your life, become enriched, and then that shows when you bring that back to the workplace. Um, uh, Suzanne, I, I just got a cue for we need time to take okay. another break. So uh, no we're going to take that break. And when we return, um, we'll shift our, our conversation a little bit to talk more about the challenges and opportunities associated with mentoring and operating a mentoring okay. program, because I think that that was an important p- point you made earlier about the gap between the number of kids needing a mentor and the number of mentors we have out there. So please stay tuned, and we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. <laughs> the boardroom to you voice america business network leadership matters is brought to you by innovisions need to improve leadership staff or organization performance contact innovisions today for quality effective and affordable leadership staff and organization development training coaching and consulting services call 858-244-8264 that's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. G. Her email address is drg at innovisions.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Did you know that at the root of every business problem lies a communication issue? Communication Nation, a show that brings effective business communication practices to the masses, addresses a number of topics and talking points that impact your professional development, as well as business productivity and profitability. Host Jill Schiffelbein makes the theoretical tangible. Tune in each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be ready to become a better communicator with Communication Nation. 
We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G., Jenny Frumer, John Janetta, and Linda Schub. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to drg at innovations.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. Welcome back. I'm John Janetta, your host for today, and with me is Suzanne Hintz, Executive Director of Teammates, and we've been talking about mentoring. And Suzanne, um, you had mentioned earlier that, um, you know, this gap between the number of youth who would like a mentor, could use a mentor, and the number of available adult mentors there are out there to meet that need. I believe the National Mentoring Partnership estimates there are about 15 million youth in need of a, part, of a mentor, and I believe in our mentor area, our um, Midlands Mentoring Partnership did a did some sort of a survey and identified about 33,000 youth in need of a mentor, but only about 10% of them actually having a mentor. So what should we be doing to, to recruit more mentors? Well, I think uh, things like this, you know, just raising awareness through um, media and um, really our best recruiting tactic is mentors, talking to people they know, their friends, their relatives, and sharing their experience and um, telling them um, how great it can be. And really, we found something interesting this year. We've worked with um, a marketing company who did a little research on why do people mentor, why do they not mentor. And and our assumption for many years, uh, because people would say, well, I just don't have time, that would be the the thing they would say um, is the barrier. And what we found is that's really probably fourth or fifth on the list when they're considering it. But what people are really concerned about is, will I be successful? Will I be, if I sign up for this and do this, you know, am I going to be a good mentor? Um, and what if I, what if I'm not? <laughs> and what kind of mm-hmm. student am I going to be matched with? And so part of being a good mentoring organization is assuring people that when you join that organization, you know, you're joining a team of experts who are going to really increase the odds that you are going to be a successful mentor. And we do that in a number of ways. Um, First of all, we're going to train you. You know, we're going to provide a minimum of a two-hour pre-match training that's going to, you know, give you everything you need to, to start off well in your relationship and give you the boundaries, the tools, the resources, the connections. Um, secondly, we're going to make a great match. And what all the research says is that if you match um, based on common interests, hobbies, life experiences, um, really find a deep-seated connection from the get-go, that's going to double the life of that mentoring relationship out of the gate. So we really want to do a great job 
of making those matches initially and finding the right student for the right mentor. And so, you know, we want to hear comments like we do in our surveys. How did you find the most perfect mentor for me? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what we want to hear kids saying, and that's what we want to hear adults saying about their mentee um, so that we make really good matches. And then once those matches are made, you need to do a bang-up job of supporting them. So communicating with them, talking with them, how are things going, making sure that, um, you know, they know where to sign in, they know where to meet, they have things to do when they meet, they know what to talk about, and they have an immediate go-to person um, if any questions should arise along the way. Um, So those things are, are really important for people to know are in place. And kind of once they also know that these are great kids that you're going to be able to mentor, you know, they, number one, they want to mentor. Um, we don't mentor anyone that doesn't want to mentor. Very few kids don't, but the kid, the students have to express a desire to mentor. Their parents have to be supportive of that relationship. And then, um, you know, they're, these are kids that are going to benefit from a mentoring relationship. And so they're going to have things to offer and uh, things to talk about with you. So really assuring folks that, you know, it will be a volunteer experience like no other. And you're joining a team of experts that are going to make you successful. So I think once people know that and understand that, um, they're usually more willing to, to give it a try and, and have a great experience along the way. You know, I um, to be perfectly transparent, I am a teammates mm-hmm. mentor in Council of Iowa. I've been one since about I think 2006, and uh-huh. um, have had two mentees. My first uh, mentee, uh, his family moved, and then mm-hmm. my second mentee and I. We've been together since fifth grade, and he is now just transitioning into high school. Mm-hmm. And um, I can um, say that those barriers you identified, I think, are really true. Uh, at least they mm-hmm. were for me. They ring true for me. And yeah. um, t- time is an issue. I, I would worry about how will I find time um, because it's, I, you know, I spend about an hour a week w- with him, but then there's also the time to get there and the time to get back to the office. And Yes, yeah. And, so having that a, supportive work environment is important too. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but I have to tell you that, you know, there'll be some days where I might be thinking, oh gosh, I, I've got to go and, and visit my mentee and I'm so busy and you know, and, and I'll kind of worry about it. But then every every single time, once I'm there and we're, we're engaged, mm-hmm. I always leave feeling like, God, I'm so lucky. That was the best hour I've spent of my week so far. I, I just, I get so much out of it. And um, and I know he does too, because he'll he'll tell me and because all of those indicators that you track have improved for him since we started Good. to meet. Well, so, thank you I'm for a, mentoring, first of all. And I love kind of how you put that. It does put everything in perspective. Once you go mentor and do it, um, you kind of come back feeling ready for your day almost. <laughs> so. Well, you know, it's it's really cool because I'm a parent too. I'm a father of four mm-hmm. children, and um, but it's yeah. a totally different experience because mm-hmm. I'm not as invested in the outcome. I mean, the more I know him and the more I care about him, the more invested I get, but still it's not the same. So when we're yeah. sitting there and he tells me one day, uh, about how he got in a fight with another kid because the kid said something that wasn't true about him. You know, if it were me and I were talking to my uh, a son of mine who did that, my I can just see, if, you know, looking historically when similar situations have happened, that my anxiety level would go up really quickly. And I'd want to know, you know, I'd, I'd probably get a little bit confrontational. Well, what were you thinking and why would mm-hmm. you do that? And blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. 
with my yeah. mentee, I'm able to be just so much, because that's not my role. Yeah. I just ask questions like, well, how did that work out for you? And what I found over time is that it's, I need to take that approach back to parenting because it's so much better. Yeah, and that's interesting you say that because research actually shows that um, not only for the kids but also for mentors that have children, the parent-to-student relationships improve um, once there's mentoring. It's just like you said, you have a whole different perspective, and he's carrying that home as well because what he's seeing is an adult who is, you know, kind of just neutralizing that situation Uh and just saying, well, tell me how that went. <laughs> so, yeah. so that's how would you do it different avenues. next time? Yeah. 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 That's opening new avenues for him with his own parents, which is fantastic. And what, what we like to see as well. So that's a great example. Yeah. And I, I love hearing him talk about his own parents cause he's very proud of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yep. they're very hardworking and uh, he's proud of his whole family, obviously. And to, uh, I think yeah. he kind of has a really old soul because sometimes we'll sit down and, um, you know, we'll play cards, we'll play a game, and other times he just wants to talk. And uh, mm-hmm. it just—it always surprises me that a, an adolescent boy would want to spend an hour talking, but sometimes that's mm-hmm. what he wants to do, and I just think it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Wow, thank you for your gift of time. <laughs> you bet. So that's, I'm excited. I was so excited to have you on the show because um, knowing that there's so many young people out there who uh, want to mentor, need a mentor, and knowing how mm-hmm. rewarding and enriching it is to be a mentor, and also how helpful it is for for me as a mentor. It's, I mean, I'm, I do this to help my mentee, but I also recognize how impactful it is for me and my leadership development, just like Gallup Research says. Mm-hmm. To be an effective leader, you need to mentor and be mentored, and to be able to have that opportunity with a teammate's mentee is phenomenal. I'm great. I'm glad your experience has been great. Sounds like you have a great young man you're working with. Yeah, I sure do. I'm excited to see. Every time after I get done visiting him, I always feel so excited to see, well, I wonder where where things will go for him. Because, you know, he can certainly, uh, everything isn't, um, you know, coming up roses. And he certainly um, is surrounded by some negative peer influences. And sometimes I can see where he's attracted to those. I guess I could mm-hmm. say to the dark side, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, and and I worry sometimes he could be distracted away from the goals he talks about and from the goals his family has for him. And so that's why I also feel this mentoring relationship is so important because if there's any chance he has to stay on the path that he really identifies that he wants, it's mm-hmm. going to take a lot of people, not just me, but his parents, other people in the school, supportive adults, encouraging him, supporting him, helping him get back on the track if he gets off. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah, as many, you know, that second voice and sometimes third and fourth voice, you know, you're just affirming, you know, what his parents are already teaching at home and good things. Exactly. And, you know, when it comes from that uh, individual who is not a parent, you know, doesn't have to be there, is not a teacher, you're not paid to be there, you're meeting with them simply out of an act of kindness. Exactly. That's that's a powerful, just a powerful message for really young is. people. Yeah, and I think it's underestimated, you know, it, that it is. the power of that act of kindness to kids because just by showing up, you're saying, I care about you. <laughs> you know, just by showing up, you don't have to say anything. <laughs> That's exactly right. You're you caring don't. about that student. Yeah. So, well, it's time to take another short break, Suzanne. 
when we return, we'll talk more about um, what Suzanne has learned uh, from, her, from a leadership perspective since taking on the role of the Executive Director at Team 8. So please stay tuned, and we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. G. Her email address is drg at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Are you feeling slammed and suckered in today's stock market? If so, then you need to tune in to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, Jordan Kimmel will train you in what you can do to beat up the big boys on Wall Street, as well as share his secrets to success so that you can buy and sell like a profit-pumping pro. Grab the bull market by the horns and listen to Profitable Investing with Jordan Kimmel. Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the bottom line in business talk, Voice America Business. Our workplace is dynamically changing. How do you stay ahead of the curve with respect to learning and training? Tune in every week to The Future of Workforce Learning and Development with host Pamela Robinson. You'll learn about real-world strategies, solutions, and resources that will showcase these changes and keep you ready for what's next. The Future of Workforce Learning and Development is heard live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. the boardroom to you voice america business network you are listening to leadership matters with dr cheryl g jenny frumer john janetta and linda schub if you have a question or comment about today's program please call 1-866-472-5790 That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to drg at innovations.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. Welcome back to Leadership Matters. I am your host, John Janetta, and with me today is Suzanne Hintz, Executive Director of Teammates. Uh, Suzanne, we've been talking about mentoring, the impact of mentoring, whether or not mentoring makes a difference, and how it's important uh, both to the mentee and the mentor. And so when you think about those dynamics, how has um, mentoring impacted your leadership development? I mean, who who mentors you? Um, well, certainly I uh, have had great parents who have been in that um, mentoring role and I honestly have um, a number of folks that have served on board our board of directors who are uh, business leaders who have been tremendously helpful and I look up to as mentors in terms of how do we operate a nonprofit um, in a very business-like manner um, but still maintain kind of our heart and soul of the mission of what we do 
but be really smart and efficient with our um, with our funding, with our staffing, uh, just so that we can serve as many kids in a high quality way as possible. And I feel really lucky to have been surrounded by um, great members of our boards that are leaders, not only in the local communities, but across the state of Nebraska, who, um, you know, we've had Tony Messinio from Valentino's, who is our famous pizza maker from Nebraska. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> Everybody thinks of Valentino's when they think of Nebraska. And, and you know, Valentino's was a franchise. So when we were thinking of expanding outside of Nebraska, he had great lessons for me in what they learned from a business perspective and being a Nebraska-based company on expanding outside of Nebraska, kind of their, uh, the things that went well, but some of the pitfalls to be careful about. Um, and also just an expansion in general, um, how you can um, kind of lose the core of who you are. So he was sure. invaluable in teaching about how to grow a program, maintain quality along the way, and also make sure you stay mission-focused. And, um, you know, I could name 10 people off the top of my head who had similar roles in that way that I've been lucky enough to, to learn from as leaders um, that have been just really, really tremendous. Um and I think my mentee has taught me a lot. Um, when you walk that walk with a young person and, and see what they're experiencing in today's schools um, and today the pressures of today's community, um, it's a tough walk for any any student. And so she's really been a, a great teacher to me um, and how to really be grounded in what kids are experiencing, what mentors are experiencing maybe what they need um, from our organization to help them navigate those things. So I really um, attribute my mentee and my leadership development as well. So Yeah, I do too. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's just wonderful. So what's next for teammates? Well, we are um, continuing, like I said, our strategic focus is um, the expansion to Iowa. And we actually were lucky enough to um, undergo our first strategic plan back in 2006. And Dr. Andy Ho from Creighton University has been involved with their strategic planning from the beginning. And he actually goes all over the world and does it with companies and was so kind to donate his services to teammates. And so every three years, we look at our vision, which is to serve uh, 10,000 youth by 2015 and be nationally recognized as the leading school-based mentoring program. So we take a look at that vision and track how we're doing along that vision. And then we have strategic initiatives that we're working on. So, for example, the Iowa expansion is one of our strategic initiatives. Quality control is another one. How do we maintain quality as we grow? Um, Certainly fundraising and development is another one. We need to have money to go along with that. So we have a very clear plan um, in place in terms of reaching that vision. And we feel like we could, um, the 10,000 youth would be a stretch for us, but we could still do it in a safe and high-quality manner. So we have a lot of plans in the works um, in order to to realize that vision. So we're kind of coming up to 2015, so I'm giving us until December 31st of 2015 to accomplish Well, you're close here. What did you say? You're you're close to 7,000, aren't you? 
Yes, yeah. So yeah. we're and when we laid out the plan, we were at twenty four hundred matches. So oh my gosh, um, yeah, we've definitely we've had a plan. We followed the plan, <laughs> and and it's coming together for us. But we never, you know, our intent is never to be about just the numbers. We always say quality trumps quantity, and so um, putting a lot of pieces in place to make sure that the quality is there along the way is really important. It sure is. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we were talking on the break about stories and, and how you've collected some of those over the years doing this work. Mm-hmm. It might be fitting in our last couple of minutes to maybe hear one or two of those stories that really demonstrate what the impact mentoring can have on everyone involved. Sure. Well, you sharing your own story is a great testimony in itself. Um the one of my uh, favorite matches that I've known for a long time um, is actually, a, it was a gentleman who is a Vietnam War veteran, and um, he was matched in such a great way. The the coordinator in Lincoln that made the match did a tremendous job. He had a young man who had just came uh, come to the United States from Vietnam, and I actually taught ELL, which are English language learners. And so I worked with kids who were kind of between cultures. You know, they were um, no longer in their home country. They had just come to the United States and were really um, trying to figure out what this new country was about and um, were kind of the facilitators for their family as well and was a really tough position for young people to be in. And so this coordinator said, you know what, this mentor is a Vietnam veteran, he might make a great match. And as it turned out, so he made the match and they were a phenomenal match. Um, turned out the mentee's father had um, fought in the Vietnam War alongside the United States and had been put in prison. And the reason why they came to the United States is they had received political asylum. And so the mentor could could identify and relate had been to the places this mentee's father had been to. And so that kind of deep-seated and understood the culture from which the mentee was coming from and helped him navigate his new country and become connected, you know, to the school and the community. And and like many um, of our um, ELL students, you know, the temptation... um, to become involved with gangs is there because it's kind of like a new family they find within the United States. And so helping that young man kind of resist that temptation. And and they were matched for eight years, continue to communicate today. And um, the young man ended up uh, graduating, going to university on teammate scholarship, and now has a, a great job and is getting married and is going to become a a teammate mentor himself. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I love that story because of the the deep connection that those two had from the the get-go. And you can imagine for the mentor how fulfilling that was to be able to give back in a new way because of his military service. Um, So it's it's a great story. (laughs) So, Suzanne, if our listeners want to get more information about teammates, could you share what the, what your uh, web address is so people might find sure. out more? Yeah, we are at teammates.org, and that's just T-E-A-M-M-A-T-E-S.org. 
Um, or if you'd like to, if you don't want to do the web and would rather call, we have a toll-free number, which is 877-531-8326. And if you are interested in mentoring, um, you can go to the website, and there's a big button that says Become a Mentor. <laughs> you just click on that button, and that will walk you through the process. Or you can give us a call, and we can send you information about mentoring um, as we've said we need we need mentors so we'd love to have you join our team well thank you so much Suzanne for the work that you do it's so important it really does make a difference uh, we answered the question uh, of the day which was uh, does mentoring make a difference clearly it does I think you're a great example of an organization that is doing the work and really getting down to figuring out how to make the that process that match really as effective as it possibly can be and um, and, it's, and it does make a difference. So thank you so much for doing that and for sharing part of your time with us today on uh, Leadership Matters. Um, and, it's, and it was great, too, to hear your story because it overlapped with so many of the other themes we've been talking about. Um, we, last month we were talking about visioning, and you talked about that and how having that vision and working on that plan and moving forward sort of systematically in a business-like way, you can actually you know, reach that vision that you can get there. Um, and uh, I think that's always a great story to hear. So from many different levels, I appreciate so much uh, what you've shared with us today. Well, thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. And, again, thank you for giving up your time and for mentoring. You bet. And thank you to our listening audience for tuning in. Please join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time or 4 p.m. Central Standard Time for Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G., Jenny Frumer, John Janetta, and Linda Schub is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter.